Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Doug Show. My name is Doug Cunnington, and today we're going to go for kind of a quick episode. I'm going to try to get to the point. We're going to focus on what most site owners struggle with, and these are actual findings from site audits. And I'm uh, I'm copying my friend here. So Shauna Newman over at Skip Blast did about 30 in-depth video site audits in about a month. And she worked really hard. That's a lot in a 30-day period. She gave the proceeds to charity, which is really cool. She actually did like a discount and made it much cheaper than normal. I am not sure what's going on as far as more uh, charity donations or what she's uh, pricing these at. But at the time when she ran this sort of sprint of website audits, it was 300 bucks, $299. And normally it would be $2,499. So like 2,500 bucks. So huge discount. And what she does is provide a video teardown, a PDF and a one-on-one session. So she did that promo, I think maybe like in June or July, I'll link up so that you can check it out. I'm not sure where the proceeds go moving forward, but I'm sure she'll write it on here specifically. So she went through these various audits and wrote this blog post and she had about six things, if I counted correctly, that a lot of people were making mistakes on. These kind of jumped out at her after doing all of these different audits out there. So we're going to go over those and then I'll talk about a couple that I have observed. I haven't done like a sprint like this, especially these really in-depth audits that Shauna did here, but I often review sites. I do some coaching every now and then if I can truly help someone with their site. So we're going to run through what Shauna observed, and then what I have seen myself. So you can check out the blog post that Shauna originally published out there. Check out her courses. She offers a couple courses, and I'll link up to that. I may or may not be an affiliate. I'm not sure. I can't remember, but Shauna is a friend of mine, and she has good stuff out there. Read her blog. It's really good. Sign up for the email list. Okay, number one. She says that she saw that people did not start with the end in mind. So they didn't have like a specific goal. They didn't have a clear roadmap of what they wanted to do. They just kind of were moving forward and doing stuff. And as a you know project manager from my corporate days, it's really important to know where you're headed to have that roadmap. Otherwise, you're hopping on the road. You don't know where you're going. You're just driving. And the problem with that is you don't know when you get there. And it's really scattered. And it's really hard to know what to do next. It can be overwhelming, especially if you're, for example, watching YouTube or reading blogs or podcasts or whatever. You could hear about all these different things that you should be working on And then you'll work on whatever you just learned about. And you'll move around from task to task. And you don't really know what you should be working on. You don't know the next step. So you're just kind of 
scattered with your approach and it's very hard to make progress that way. The worst part is it's very, very stressful. You always feel like there's something to do and you're never going to be able to catch up. So when you have your goals kind of laid out, it will make it much easier for you to know what to work on next so that you're not completely overwhelmed. Most people are doing this kind of stuff on the side and they have a full-time job, they have a family, they don't have a lot of time to dedicate to it. So it's even more stressful. Number two is people are neglecting link building. And the, the thing is, links have always been important, right? When you look back at the videos that I was watching in 2013 when I first started, five years before that, the videos that I was doing a few years ago, like links are important. They're still important. There's a lot of people that can be successful and that truly are successful without building links. Some people just don't like to build links. Maybe they don't find it enjoyable. Maybe the process sucks. Maybe they've been working on their website long enough that they have natural links coming their way. And they say, hey, I don't worry about you know link building because those links come naturally. Meanwhile, they've had their site for like 15 years or something or 10 years even. So I have a couple friends, some influencers out there, some other, you know, YouTubers or people that have podcasts and they're like, yeah, I don't build links. Well, no shit. I mean, your site's been around for 15 years. So you have, uh, you've gone, you've gone through the paces. You've, you've done your time by improving the content and publishing good content and adapting to changes. So yeah, you got a bunch of links because you've been around for a while, but it's a little bit different if you're starting a website right now. You potentially need to take some action to promote your site somehow. Haro is fantastic. I've been using a couple services out there. Actually, Shawnap has a service. I'm not sure how actively she's working on that, but I've used her service in the past and I have used a Linkify very recently for which I am an affiliate, but the links were absolutely ridiculous. I filled out a little intake form, right? Took like 10 minutes or so. And then after that, I got a link from nasdaq.com I think it was some, some kind of banking rates.com and also Yahoo Finance. So really amazing links in a very short amount of time. Haro is probably one of the best ways that you can get real, true links that you can rely on the fact that they are not from a content mill. So if you go to most guest posting services, I hate to be the one to break it to you, they're usually content mills. They're horrible. If you go and investigate the links that you've gotten, you'll see that most of the links, or sorry, most of the posts have a bunch of links to a bunch of crappy websites. So they're probably not doing very much for you in terms of improving your rankings. Here's one that I was surprised of. This is number three from Shauna's list, disavowing bad links if needed. So she says, don't be afraid to disavow low quality or spammy links that are hurting your website. The thing is, it feels scary. If you submit a disavow file, you don't know if you're going to disavow links that are 
actually helping your site. And the thing is, you know, nowadays Google is actually pretty good at detecting the crappy websites, the spammy websites. That said, I believe, and I think Shauna thinks this too, since she put it on the list, if you have some critical mass of these bad, crappy links, it's going to hurt your site in some way. Over time, over years of, you know, whatever, 30 or 40 links per month showing up, you could end up with the majority of your links just being crappy, spammy links. So if you go and you have a look and you're like, these are just shitty links, you can go ahead and disavow those domains. It doesn't have to be super scary. You can hire people to help out that are experienced in doing this, but I've updated disavow files. This is a very simple format. Google has dry but helpful documentation on this. And it's just a text file. It's very straightforward. You can update it. You can submit a new one, check the details on the Google support pages, but it's really no big deal to disavow bad links. And if you can go to the site and see that you probably wouldn't want a link from that site, just disavow it. There's no harm in that. Next is understanding your target audience. So this should be pretty straightforward. You should understand who you're marketing to, the people that are reading your site. If you are not in the community, you may have a little bit of a gap, but it's something that you can figure out with a little bit of research and just really putting yourself in their shoes. If you understand your target audience, you'll be able to write content that really makes them feel at home. And that's kind of what you should be aiming for. Next is refreshing the old content. So it's really easy, especially if you have a lot of content on your site, to be lazy and not update it. And I am guilty of this. If you if you go and update the content, or if you go and read it and check it out, especially some of your earlier content, you may realize that you are doing things in a different way. You're approaching it differently. Maybe you understand your audience a little bit better now. So you can go and update that stuff. Additionally, Google likes it when you update content. I complain about this occasionally because I believe there are potentially instances where the content is good enough. It explains what it needs to explain and there's nothing to add. You don't really need to update it. They're not going to have like some new discovery in this specific area, right? And I'm sure you could come up with some examples on your own. But the point is, maybe you don't need to update all the time. At least that's my, my logic and laziness coming through. But Google wants you to update all the time. You could find different intervals where people recommend, you know, every six months, every quarter, you can make a determination on your own. But updating your content, it does seem to help. And the content freshness does make a difference. All right. Here's one that comes from my list. I think we made it through all of Shauna's unless I accidentally missed one. So number one, People don't know, they don't realize that their content is very bad. Maybe they wrote it themselves and they don't realize that it's not very good. 
more often than not, a person has hired a content company or a freelancer to do the writing and they don't proofread it. Maybe they just skim it and they publish it. Maybe they don't even skim it, but they don't understand. They don't realize that the content is really bad. It's not necessarily thin content, but it could be thin content where it's not very in-depth. It's really just regurgitating some very general points. Whether it's informational or a product review, you could have that situation. One of the biggest issues that I see with the poor quality is just fluffy content where if you read it, you would see a lot of transitional sentences and phrases that don't really add anything as far as communicating information. And even worse, it might be redundant where they have one sentence and then they repeat it in different ways three or four times. And it could be all in one paragraph where they're basically just rephrasing things over and over again. It could be throughout the full article, which is a little bit harder to detect, but this is typical and I see it all the time, especially when I you know read someone's content. One thing you can do, one thing that is you know perfect for AI tools like ChatGPT or Claude is paste in a section and just ask if it can be more concise, if there's any redundant sentences in there or redundant points, and it'll just make it a little bit tighter and more clear to read. You're making it more concise and that's a good thing overall. People don't wanna spend a huge amount of time reading the same thing over and over again. And as I'm saying that, I'm trying to make sure I'm not repeating myself right now. It's harder when you're when you're talking. All right. Coming up next is the user experience. So this this is something that pops up from time to time when I'm actually like looking for a recipe or something like that. So I'll maybe I'm trying to figure out how to roast potatoes or something, right? So I'm trying to look up a recipe and there's like a accept my cookies little thing that pops up. So it blocks everything. And then once I click okay for that, then a video pops up. I'm like, all right, I don't wanna watch the video. I don't wanna watch the commercial. And then the content is like shifting all over the place because different ads are popping up. That user experience is absolutely terrible. People are gonna bounce. I bounce from those and I wish, I mean, I don't have time to do this, but sometimes I wanna email the person and, and just let them know they should visit their site and see what it looks like. You have to balance running ads and, and earning money, right? I can respect that. That's the whole point. It's not a hobby. You gotta earn some money at it. At the same time, if it's really hard for people to get the information because you have too much shit going on on your website, that's bad. You know, the other piece of the user experience here is being easy to view on mobile. We have been talking about this for many years and most themes are mobile friendly. You're gonna be able to view it. But sometimes things are truncated, things kind of go off the, the screen and the view. So be sure to double check that stuff and be sure that you look at your website 
from a different IP, right? Sometimes uh, the ad networks won't show you all the ads because they're testing or something like that. So be sure you visit it from you know, different IP addresses, look on your phone, look on a tablet, see how it loads, see what it looks like there. And this is kind of related, I'm gonna throw this in too, is slow speed in general. And it could be related to images. Again, we've been talking about this for so many years. A lot of people do have this under control. However, if you haven't figured out how to resize images to the proper size, proper resolution that you need, compressing it, there are tools that do this. You can do it as you go. There are tools that you can, uh, I guess, are plugins or something that you can add on to your WordPress install to you know fix all your old images or as you upload them, they will compress and resize and do all the stuff. But occasionally I see a website where the images are absolutely massive, much too big, and it makes everything very slow. And finally, I don't think I mentioned this one yet. This could be one of the biggest ones. And I just did a live stream the other day and this was potentially an issue. People are just not patient enough. So they say, ah, how long should it take to start getting traffic? I, I'm publishing content. It's very good. It's well SEO optimized. I've been getting guest posts. So they're, they're doing all the things that they hear about, but maybe they're not giving it enough time. They are publishing a bunch of mediocre content. Maybe it's pretty good. All right, let's say it's really good content. The thing is, you still have to give it time. It takes time for Google to you know, crawl the site, trust the site. Sometimes if you find something really low competition, you'll be able to get traction a little faster. But generally, people are just really, really impatient. And you have to give these things some time. That said, I have also bumped into people where they've worked on the same thing for you know two or three years. And they're obviously doing something wrong. Like they've put a lot of time and effort into it. So there's some balance where you give it enough time, but also maybe you should get some expert help like from Shauna or from myself, or maybe you have a friend that is more experienced than you. You could have them take a look at your site and see. Is there something that you're doing wrong that's very easy to fix? It's, you know, possible. Usually, it's a little more complicated and there's a few things going on. So an audit from someone that's really experienced can be super helpful. But again, people are just a little bit, they're a little bit impatient. And part of it is just, you know, they hear stories from maybe this podcast, other YouTube channels, whatever. And they're like, oh, it sounds like you can do this in five or six months. You can make 10K a month in five or six months. While it is possible, usually in those success stories, the person has years of experience. They've done this before and they know the pitfalls, they know how to be efficient, they know the things they can ignore, and they're doing it much faster. It doesn't always come through, but 
usually that's the way it works. So it, it's rare to have the, you know, quote, overnight success. Usually someone's worked very hard for a little while before they, um, you know, figured it out. Not always. Every now and then you hear of a beginner. I, I can't remember the the person. I haven't talked to him, but I've heard from a, a couple folks. There's like a, you know, a new great SEO and this person is less than a year in and they've really got a lot of traction. And I don't know that person's background, by the way. It could be the same deal where they actually have a strong background in something related. Maybe it's writing, maybe it's digital marketing in some some way. But they've been able to do a huge amount of work and get a huge amount of traffic and that sort of thing in under a year. Very rare. It's very rare to have that happen. While it's possible, most people are not going to be able to do it. You have to get the timing right. You have to have the skills behind it. And a number of other things just have to fall in place. Honestly, I think maybe I was in that situation back in 2013. I was able in less than a year to make you know, several thousand dollars in a short amount of time. I think actually if I, if I compress it all, maybe from like April to December or so, I made like 10K profit or something like that. And a lot of it was weighted towards the, you know, the very end. So it was like slow progress and then some huge months out there. So I think that's it for now. Like I said, I'm going to try and keep this as a short one. Let me know if you have any questions. Let me know if you have observations from, you know, your own experience. Maybe you audit sites. Maybe it was a mistake that you made. But let me know if there are other things that we should put on this list. Just leave a comment or shoot me an email, feedback at doug.show. Thanks to Shauna for letting me feature this and take her ideas, her observations. Be sure to check out the original blog post. And if you're interested in a site audit, I'll link up for that. Check out Shauna's courses as well. She has several courses and she does a great job out there. So thanks a lot. We'll catch you on the next episode.